0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of Love, Sex and Psych. My name is Amy and I hope you're all having a great week. I am currently freezing, to be honest. I am sitting here in a pair of trackies, Ugg boots, a jumper... And a fluffy robe, trying to keep warm. Melbourne is so cold at the moment. And honestly, I was kind of upset that I had to remove myself from sitting next to the fireplace in order to record this episode. But here I am, I'm staying committed, I'm recording, and I'm very excited to be recording actually, aside from being freezing. But I'm excited because today we are talking about sex. Obviously, this podcast is called Love, Sex and Psych, but so far... Most of my episodes have been about relationships and friendships and self-love and we haven't really delved into the sex side of what I want this podcast to be. I definitely wanted to kind of get in my groove of podcasting before I started talking about sex. I don't know. I just wanted to feel comfortable and gain a bit more confidence with, you know, speaking to a microphone, recording, editing. And I just also wanted to see how the podcast would be received before I started sharing, you know, maybe sex stories or talking about sex, because, yeah, it's definitely very personal and It can be hard to talk about. For me personally I'm quite open with this sort of thing but even though I am an open person and I do find it easy to like talk about sex with my close friends it is very different when you are talking about sex on a podcast that anyone can listen to like strangers like literally anyone in the world can listen to this podcast so it is a different experience but I'm excited, I feel ready and I think this is going to be a really fun interesting episode. So today we are going to talk about casual sex and hookup culture, the orgasm gap and what it is like being a romantic in a world that is so focused on hookup culture. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to rate the podcast, follow it and let me know what you think of the episode. Let's dive in. I'm just jumping in here to give a quick disclaimer. Although I do have a psychology degree, I'm not a registered psychologist. So please remember that any advice or recommendations I make in this podcast is not professional advice and it should not be taken in replacement to seeking professional help. If you are struggling, please reach out to your GP. Okay, back to the episode. First, I want to talk about hookup culture. Hookup culture is very prominent among young people. It basically is the behavioural framework that includes casual sex. So hookup culture is very common, as I said, among young people, particularly at unis. And the main overarching theme is a culture of casualness where people are not ready to commit. And from what I've read about hookup culture, it's casual sex that isn't reoccurring with the same person. So there's no emotional relationship there. And it simply just defines... Hooking up with someone with no strings attached. So, mostly one night stands rather than like a friends with benefits type of relationship. Because even though a friends with benefits type of relationship is quite casual, it still doesn't really fall under an area of hookup culture because it's usually reoccurring with the same person. And even though you are just friends, there's still kind of a deeper connection there because. You have a former relationship with the person, you might care about them, even if it's just platonically, but it's, you know, it's definitely deeper than just having a one night stand with a stranger. So yes, the key features of hookup culture is that it's usually a one night stand, it's not reoccurring, there's not really any emotion or deeper connection there, it's literally just plain sex with a random that happens once and that's essentially the hookup. I definitely have mixed feelings about hookup culture as I'm sure many people do. I think it's definitely got some pros but of course it comes with cons as well. I think it's really good that in today's day and age you know we aren't being outcasted from society for having sex before marriage or you know engaging in casual sex. It's definitely more accepted and I think that's Definitely good, especially for women. It can be empowering for some women to engage in casual sex and hookup culture, and it does give people more freedom to experiment. Being able to experiment sexually without negative consequences from society is, of course, quite a positive development in feminism. However, I do still want to point out that unfortunately, women do still experience negative consequences from engaging in casual sex like slut-shaming. You know, we might not be outcasts from society anymore or not be able to get married if we have sex before marriage, but, you know, you still might get slut-shamed. And I definitely feel like you sometimes are viewed differently if if it's known that you have a lot of casual sex, which is annoying, but what can you do really? I also think hookup culture and casual sex is really fun if you don't want to be in a committed relationship and you honestly know that that's not what you need right now, but you still want to have sex and casual sex is great. If it feels like it's good for your lifestyle, then I think it's really fun and it can be fulfilling if you are really enjoying it. And I've actually read studies as I was doing my research that there's actually more specific benefits to casual sex as well, including sexual satisfaction, general positive emotions and even increased confidence. And as I was also researching for this episode, I also found that people that have never engaged in casual sex usually have lowered self-esteem than people that have engaged in casual sex, which is interesting. I'm definitely not saying that to encourage people to have casual sex, by the way, I'm just reporting on what I've read. Casual sex is definitely very personal and whether someone engages in it or not is going to vary from person to person. So yeah, this isn't a persuasive podcast. (laughs) I'm just generally talking about the topic. But as I said, there is negatives that come with hookup culture. Yes, casual sex can bring about positive emotions, but it also brings up negative emotions. Men are more likely than women to experience the positive emotions after a casual hookup. And women, unfortunately, are more likely to experience negative emotions, maybe like regret or disappointment or guilt or shame and Personally, I feel like this is influenced by the amount of internalized shame women feel after engaging in casual sex. It's really common for women to literally slut shame themselves. I've definitely experienced this from myself, like, after having sex with a guy, I might think to myself, oh, like, why did I do that? Was that worth it? I'm gross, I'm easy, I'm disgusting. I always wonder, do guys think like that after they have a one-night stand or after they have sex with a person for the first time? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's probably a lot less common in men, but for women, We really have this internalised misogyny against ourselves and it's definitely something that I think we have to try and work through and try to not feel because, you know, you're not a slut (laughs) for engaging in casual sex. No matter how many people you sleep with, if it's what you want to do, then who cares? But it's unfortunate that women can feel negative about themselves after engaging in a casual sex relationship. And obviously there's physical risks that come with hookup culture and casual sex, like STIs of course, unwanted pregnancies, but I'm not really going to delve into that because I'm not a sexual health expert and this isn't really a sexual health podcast either, but obviously I think everyone knows the physical risks that come with casual sex. In today's society, especially among young people, I really feel like there's a lot of pressure to have more casual relationships and to engage in one night stands. I really feel like in the dating scene especially, I feel like committed relationships are really scarce and I feel like a lot of people... You know, say they are looking for casual relationships rather than committed relationships, which is really interesting. I didn't really research on whether committed relationships are becoming more rare or if less people want to engage in committed relationships, but I think that's maybe a possibility. I don't know. Maybe that's just what I'm seeing so far. You know, when you're on a first date, there's definitely like this looming energy about whether you will sleep together. And I feel like there is pressure to sleep with someone on the first date. And I also think that pressure probably influences feelings of regret and negative emotions that can come about after a one night stand, because maybe someone engaged in a one night stand or sleeping with someone on the first date or whatever, because of the pressure And maybe they wouldn't have 100% done it if that pressure wasn't there. And research has actually shown that people will engage in uncommitted sex or casual sex even though they might be uncomfortable in doing so. And I also just want to say I will link all of the research that I used in the show notes so you can refer back to that if you want to read up more. In my experience, I almost feel like there's an expectation that after hanging out with a guy for the first time that you will have sex. Now, while we are on the topic of hookup culture, I want to talk about being a romantic in a world of hookup culture. Now, if you listened to the last episode, I said that I am 100% a romantic, I love love, I love being in love, I dream of being swept off my feet, I'm just 100% a romantic, I romanticise literally everything in life. So hookup culture and this expectation that sex will happen very early on in a relationship and it doesn't need to have an emotional connection is kind of disappointing and frustrating for me sometimes, especially being newly single and kind of not really but maybe just like dipping my toes into the dating scene it's scary because I feel like so many people only want casual relationships and obviously right now I'm not really looking for a committed relationship because I'm only recently single but I don't know, it's still daunting to think about when I am ready for a committed relationship. Is that going to be really hard to find because so many people are just focused on casual sex at the moment? I don't know I guess we will cross that bridge when I come to that but (laughs) I'm definitely not against casual relationships I think they're really great if you want to do that I mean I've engaged in like casual sex relationships before and if they suit you at that point in your life then why not do it I think it can be really fun and fulfilling but it's just when you are maybe looking for a deeper connection and maybe more romance and an emotional connection with someone It might be hard to sift through the people that are just wanting casual hookups and I feel like that's also where a lot of people get hurt and maybe that's also where like the situationship thing kind of comes from. That's like a term that's always used nowadays on TikTok and social media where, you know, a situationship is like you'll be seeing someone for maybe months on end But you're not official, you don't really know if they're seeing other people, you haven't really discussed whether you're exclusive and it kind of has this casual nature but maybe you like them and you want things to regress but it's just staying in that stagnant phase. That's a situationship and I definitely feel like hookup culture and this really overvaluing casual sex in our society probably influences how common situationships are becoming. As I said before, casual sex and hookup culture is just so saturated among young people and I feel like it's so saturated on dating apps too. In my experience, so many people on dating apps are just looking for casual sex or a casual relationship which is obviously fine if that's what you want to do. But it's just funny because I feel like no one wants a committed partner. Maybe that's just the apps that I'm on. I don't know, but I thought it would be really funny to read out some messages that I've received on Hinge because honestly, they're bizarre. And I just think it's so funny because as I said, I'm such a romantic and I just honestly just take me out to dinner. Just take me out for dinner and some wines like that's all i want and i get these (laughs) disturbing messages on hinge it just always makes me wonder like does this work for them like do these messages get them girls i don't know but anyway let's go through some of the messages i've received so the first one's quite tame it was a simple g'day hot pants (laughs) it's not really the way to win me over but i'm sure someone might like it i don't know I mean, it could be cute. get a hot pants. I don't know. But that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh my God, this next one. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this on the podcast. It was very forward. Someone messaged me saying, respectfully, Amy, sit on me. No words. First of all, that's not respectful. Second of all, no. <laughs> Another one. Was just simply sexy vibes. No other context, just sexy vibes. Which is interesting because how are you supposed to start a conversation from that? I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at texting, but like, how do you reply to that? I feel like most of my Hinge messages are pretty tame. I've definitely heard of some horror stories on Hinge, and I feel like Tinder is worse. I'm not on Tinder and I don't want to be. That's just a a dark space of the internet that I don't want to be a part of (laughs) oh my gosh and I just thought of another story which is so funny and I'm gonna share it because I just think it's really funny to see how like boys in particular are in the dating world and how it's so focused on sex basically I know this boy I met him randomly one night in a bar and we like got each other's socials and whatever I've never seen him since then we've never had any kind of relationship and we rarely speak but randomly he just messaged me and said I just woke up from a dream that we were fucking <laughs> I was gobsmacked gobsmacked I'll tell you it was absurd like I don't speak to this boy we rarely speak when we have spoken it's been a very like vague conversation nothing you know to remember and he messages me telling me he just woke up from a dream that we were having sex it was bizarre I'm like surely not surely you were not dreaming of a girl that you've rarely spoken to like you probably don't even know my middle name surely you were not dreaming that we were having sex. And it's just really funny because surely this doesn't work for them. (laughs) Being single is a wild ride. Like it's crazy out there in the dating scene. And I feel like I'm only at the tip of the iceberg. Like I haven't really gone on any dates yet, but yeah, it's It's scary. I want to do more podcasts about like being single and dating. I think that would be so funny. Maybe I should like go on dates and then report back to the podcast about how they go. (laughs) I've always just dreamt of having a love story and getting these messages really disappoints me. And it's like, do love stories even happen these days? Even my last long-term relationship began from a one-night stand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, hookup culture is just running the world at the moment. Now, while we're talking about casual sex and sex in general, I think it's important that we discuss the orgasm gap. This is a topic that gets me and so many of my girlfriends so riled up. It is so frustrating to deal with. The orgasm gap, if you didn't know, is basically the difference between how often men orgasm during sex versus women in heterosexual relationships. And I'm sure we all probably know that men experience way more orgasms than women do during heterosexual sex. In a few studies that I reviewed, men orgasmed between 80 to 90% of the time, whereas women orgasm closer to 60% of the time. And this gap is even larger for one night stands or casual hookups. One study found that men only orgasm 31% of the time during a casual hookup. And women 10% of the time, which uh, it's frustrating, but I don't know. I I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, unfortunately, with this one. There's a few different explanations for the orgasm gap. I'm going to talk about two of them. The first one that I want to discuss is the overvaluing of penetrative sex. And I think this really comes from the media that were presented like in movies or even porn. You'll just see these girls in porn literally having explosive orgasms just from being penetrated by a penis and nothing else. And if you're a woman, I think you know that this is very, very unrealistic. I don't know the exact statistic, but i I know there's only a small amount of women that can actually orgasm just from penetrative sex but in society, there's such an emphasis put on penetrative sex and it is frustrating because women can be expected to orgasm during penetrative sex. Then I feel like if you don't orgasm, during that sex. A lot of the time I feel like it's expected that there's something wrong with the woman and not with the man's performance. Another reason for the orgasm gap is also sex education and the reason I wanted to discuss this is because I cannot remember ever once during my sex education at school learning about a female orgasm or that it could even happen or What it was or how it happened. I remember sex being talked about in a way that was sort of like a transaction. Like you'll have sex with a man. They will orgasm and you'll be pregnant. And that's it. There's nothing about female pleasure. Nothing about female orgasm. It's literally... Like the way it was presented to me through that sex education was that sex is a thing that you do to make the man orgasm in order to have a baby. So that's definitely got to have an influence on how little women are finishing during sex because it's just not even talked about when you're first initially learning about sex and what sex is. Now, speaking of the orgasm gap, we have to talk about faking orgasms. This is a controversial topic. I know there's definitely some people that will be for faking and some people that will be against faking. Personally, I've never faked an orgasm. I just... I don't know, I don't feel the need to. And also, I don't think my acting skills would be good enough. For me, I feel like I'd just rather the person know that I didn't finish than fake it and then keep doing things that don't get me there because obviously they think it's going to make me finish because I faked it before. But I do see why faking is appealing for some people and I will admit it has crossed my mind before because, you know, if someone's been going at it for ages trying to make you orgasm And you just know you're not going to get there, then, yeah, sometimes it would be easier just to fake it to get it over with. And that also avoids hurting the person's feelings because it can be a little bit awkward if someone, you know, was going at it for ages and you just kind of have to stop eventually and be like it's not gonna happen. So I have no problem with telling someone that I didn't orgasm but what I do struggle with is giving constructive criticism and this is annoying because I feel like constructive criticism is often the solution to not finishing with someone during sex. If you know what you want and you're able to tell the person what to do then a lot of the times that's your problem solved. You can give them tips and they can do that and there you go, you've found your orgasm. But I don't know, for me, some giving someone like tips and pointers is just kind of mortifying. It seems so intimidating than telling them that I didn't finish. If I were with a long-term partner, it'd be a different story. Like I don't think I'd have a problem giving tips or pointers or telling them what I like and didn't like. But in more casual relationships, no, I cannot do that. Even if, yeah, especially if it was a one night stand, there's no way that I would be stopping them and giving them tips. I should probably work on that because it would probably work in my favor, but I just find it really awkward. That's sort of everything I wanted to talk about for this episode. It's getting quite long. I've been recording for almost half an hour. I swear my episodes keep getting longer and longer, but I kind of like it. All the podcasts I listen to their episodes go for like 45 minutes to an hour. So I definitely love a longer podcast episode. Let me know what your guys' feelings are towards hookup culture and casual sex I'll actually leave a Q&A on Spotify that you can answer and maybe a poll as well. I don't know what they'll be yet, but have a look on Spotify and answer them and let me know what your feelings are towards the whole hookup culture in society. As I said earlier, it's definitely got its pros and cons. It can be fun, but it also can be scary <laughs> entering the dating world and having all these men act like 13 year old horny boys you know, messaging you trying to have sex. It's confronting out there, especially being someone that loves love and just wants to be taken to dinner. I hope you guys like this episode. It was definitely more of a lighthearted one. And to be honest, I had so much fun recording it. I've been laughing like all throughout this episode which is really nice don't forget to rate the podcast and follow it if you haven't already you can find the podcast on instagram and tiktok which is love sex and psych on both and i hope you guys all have a great week i will speak to you next week bye